like you got the shape of the state of Oregon, like some kind of like little square or something like on on the bottom, and that's it. And you just got like little dots, like two little dots on on your on your toe, like two dots. Uh, we gonna put you on the back row and pray that God bless you in these winter months to get that together. Don't walk around here like that. You yourself should not want that. Somebody's saying, let it go. That's enough. It's not enough. Until the Lord released me to say it's enough, it's enough. Somebody, it has to get in your born-again spirit. You have to say stuff in enough ways and, and, and in enough time so people can understand the seriousness of the matter. Right? Get it up in their born-again spirit. So now that those persons are, you know, when they come in, go sit on the back. Come on in, but come on in on the back. We're going to open up with this welcome song. And just go ahead on and clap your hands. Clap your hands, everybody. Oh, I'm giving y'all one of these old school rap songs today. <laughs> just clap your hands. And we're going to welcome to our podcast, Something Like Church. Doors are open. Come on in and listen. It's something like church. Something like church. Something like church. Yeah, I'm gonna get some maracas in there on there. Like, I'm gonna have like some different versions of it. Like some calypso, moringa. I might have a little, little world afro beats. Oh. We gonna get this. We gonna get this podcast um, welcome song popping. But the doors are open. Come on in and listen. Come on in and oh, come on in. <laughs> come on in. Yeah, get on up in here, and uh, it's a good place to stop and tell you to bring your friend in. Yeah, tell your friend, girl. Be like, girl, I'm listening to this crazy person, Sonia Dion. She is on here. It is not church, but it is something like it. Come on, stop what you're doing and share. It don't take nothing to share this podcast and press play. Okay? Okay. Come on in and listen. It's something like church. Well, I, you know, let, let, let's, let's, let's do... Um, if you know anything about... I'm sure I have some new listeners. Um, this is a storefront uh, podcast. Meaning that we don't have the bells and the whistles. The whistles. Like, we don't have those bells and, and whistles and things. Like, this storefront, but it's still good, right? So, we're going to just go head on and we don't have no program. You know what I mean? We don't have no outline or no program because usually when you go to a good, a good sanctified, see, this is a good sanctified. It's a good save sanctified something like church podcast. So when you go to a good save sanctified church, if and if and they do have a program, a paper program, it will always say subject to change at the discretion of what the Holy Spirit. So that's what my podcast, um, this podcast, it's not mine. It's 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 I host it, but it belongs to us all, right? So this is what this podcast does, right? It just follows. <laughs> It follows nothing but what I feel in the inner man. I'm going to be led, number pencil, two led, two, number two pencil led. Yeah, I'm going to be led um, to see how it goes. But I feel like I want to do testimony service first. Now, usually we don't have testimony service first. Usually we, 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 we do that towards the end. But I, I'm feeling a shifting. The seasons are changing. I'm feeling a, 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 a change in the... In the atmosphere, right? So, when I look back over my life, and I see... Yeah, go ahead on and hit Dorinda. When I look back over my life, and I see... All the things God's done for me. Been through danger, heartaches, and travel. 
If you listen to somebody who is from Mexico and they start praying in the Holy Ghost and um, um, English is not their first language, whomever you listen to, English is not their first language. When you speak the language of the spirit, it has the same sound, right? It has, you, you know where they are. Now, there are variations of the, the spiritual language. I'm not talking about the nuances of the language. I'm talking about you can hear the sound to know what the sound is, right? Come on, somebody. It, it, there's a sound. So some people attend a whole church getting, getting quote, and I, I wish you could see me air quote this, spiritual directions from someone who does not understand the spirit. That's like me telling Carson how to navigate Korea. I don't speak Korean. I don't know what to do. Like, I've never been there. I don't know, right? I can kind of, you know, vaguely, right, round about. But I can't get into, here again, using the word, the nuances of it. Because I am not familiar with the language, nor am I familiar with the culture enough to help her. She had to get that on her own, and she had to go over there and figure it out. Yet we have people sitting in churches with pastors who don't pray in the Holy Ghost. Ain't got them. Don't know them. Don't know how... Mm. Listen, don't know how to speak the language. When you hear the language, don't know, don't understand that you're listening. Don't understand the authenticity of when you hear it. Like some people are mumbling some things, but it don't have the power behind it. It's just some words connected. For instance, for instance, <laughs> Donnie McCorkin in the 90s started doing this thing when he would sing and then he would speak in tongues. Yeah. We fall down, but we get up. And so then we fall down. And so then everybody else want to stop and do a, a tongue. But sometimes it would just be a rehearsed tongue. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't come from an unction. So, so, so here's what I'm saying. When you, when you, when you identify, when you, when you speak the language, you can understand when you hear it and you hear it authentically, right? And then understanding the language and, and speaking in the language opens up the door for you to be able to, to, to get those cultural norms, right? You understand the, the culture of the spirit and you understand discerning of spirits or you understand prophecy or you understand uh, the gifts of the spirit, right? Because you are speaking the spiritual language. Knowing the language opens you up to everything else that has to do with the spirit. In the realm of the spirit. I'm going to have another conversation about this later. But I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm thankful, in other words, that I got the Holy Ghost. And I got a friend that say, I got him like the Bible say, get him. I got him for real. So, I'm just thankful for that. That's my testimony. I don't have to depend on what somebody else say. I don't have to depend on what somebody else going to tell me. I don't have to depend. Uh, let me tell you, and see, this is, this. Let, 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 me, let me tell you why I love Beyonce. So I don't went from the Holy Ghost to Beyonce. How'd she do that? Because I got, listen, they, they have a song, Lift Off, and they do the shuttle announcements, right? And the shuttle countdown. And when they get to that part where they say guidance is internal, I just throw up my hand and I'll be like, it sure is. Guidance is internal. Because, yes. I'm going to play that so y'all can hear that. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10. Yes, guidance is internal. I'm trying to tell you, you got to be able to hear it for yourself. You got to be able to know it for yourself. You got to be able to feel it for yourself. And I'm thankful that I have that in my life. Ah, woo. Thank you, God. I got it like the Bible say, get them. 
So that was my little that was my little testimony for the day. We're gonna take a little praise break for that. I believe God, I believe, I believe I need a praise break on that one. praise break yes we do we give them all the praise for the praise break but welcome back to the something like church podcast here again i'm sonia dion thank you for listening and for staying tuned in to the podcast we want to hear right i want i mean i would listen to my pod here again it's not my podcast but i would listen to this podcast if i had you know a choice i would feel like it would be something good to listen to I will listen to it. <laughs> I like listen. I like it. So I'm giving you the podcast I want to hear. And all right, I started to say "am," but then I started to say "all right," so it came out funky like that. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we out here in season two, episode one, um, and just super excited. Um, so, I, I feel like I want to do two more things today. I want to do some, some guided meditation, but when you hear, when you hear and you think of guided meditation, you think of, um, please prepare yourself, find you a nice, quiet place where you can sit or lay whichever is comfortable to you find a place to be still so it's that kind of thing but I just want to do my way which would be like girl girl get you somewhere and sit down right get you somewhere and sit down and be comfortable probably you probably laying down with this you know, your 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 buds on. You know, you probably laying down chilling. That's fine. You ain't gotta get up. You ain't gotta move. You good. Um, just look down at your feet and and like wiggle your toes, move your feet around, move your hands around. Get get in contact with who you are as a person, like your realness, yourself. Like touch yourself and know this is and be like, girl, this is me. These my feet. These my hands. Like touch yourself, right? And be like, I'm here. And then I want you to think about how precious you are in the sight of God, right? Think about how beautiful he made you, those feet and those hands that you just looked at, right? And how you're the only person that can walk on those feet. You're the only person that can clap those hands. You're the only person that can snap those fingers, like those are yours. I don't know if we really take the time to recognize, but in today's <laughs> guided meditation, touch yourself and say, I'm me. I'm me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm me. I'm me. Girl, I'm me. And and walk around in that confidence of knowing I'm me. I'm who I am by the grace of God. God made me to be me. Right? All right, let's do a little bit of a song from someone that I love. I, listen, and I'm going to play this song because I love it. And it has been ringing in my spirit for the past two months. And when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're going to fall in love with it too. Just a little alternative CCM song the Lord gave me. I never let you go. We getting ready to go. Come on. 
I never let you go. For what you do for me, for who you are to me, I'll never let you go. I'll never let you go. Let's sing it. Come on. Come on. Let's sing. For what you do, sing. For what you do for me, for who you are to me, I'll never let you go. One more time, for what you do for me, for who you are, somebody wave their hands. I would never let you go. Yes, so that is one of my favorite songs. When I tell you that I absolutely love this song, I mean it. I mean it. Um, and so you'll find that song on The Christ Factor, Bishop W.L. Washington and the Powerhouse of Deliverance, St. Joey Choir. You'll find it on that album. Yeah, I love that song. It's called Never Let You Go. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let that marinate, let, let, let that marinate in your spirit. Um, so, for the main, for, for the sermon, you know, we in, um, it's not church, it's just something like it. <laughs> so, we done had our anthem before the pastor preach. So, um... What I want to talk about, um, that and we want to give Powerhouse of Deliverance a round of applause for that beautiful uh, uh, selection, uh, preparing the way for the word. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I just want to just take five minutes to talk about the Kirk Franklin um, video that he released on YouTube. Right? So, if you don't know, Kurt Franklin released um, a video on YouTube and um, it just got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of views and it got a lot of um, airplay and um, social media bloggers, bloggers, podcasters, everybody was talking about it. Um, so it was a YouTube video and it was called Father's Day and I guess it's preparing the way for an app an album. You can't call it a tape or a CD. Um, I think you call them albums or projects. Projects, right? But anyway, so in this video, in this YouTube video documentary that that he recorded, he finds out that the father he thought was his bio biological father is not his biological father. So, I, 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 I want to stop right there and just, this, this is all I want to say. Y'all, these DNA tests, <laughs> these Ancestry DNA tests, whether it be 23andMe or Ancestry.com or whatever else they got going on, these things is, I don't know if y'all think they're destroying lives or helping lives. I don't know. It's crazy how much information you can get from that. And whatever you thought your life was can be destroyed. So, Kurt Franklin found out that wasn't his father, that he thought was his father. He, he finds a new father, a new man, um, 
and I guess that they are embracing that relationship. I'm not keeping up. Um, hopefully they are embracing that relationship and moving forward. I think Carrie Washington found out uh, uh, up in the recent news that, you know, her, her family wasn't what they thought it was. These DNA tests are something else. I, too, would like to. Oh, girl, I need a 23 and me. And I, too, had shocking revelations. Let me tell you something. I knew that I would have a large European component to my DNA. Because before I did my DNA, my daughter did her DNA test. And it was, she had a significant portion of European um, DNA. And I thought to myself, well, I'll be just a tiny bit higher than hers. Now, um, if you don't know this about me, I, I, uh, my, uh, I have a degree, a, a graduate degree in African-American literature, and I research and teach African-American literature and culture. So it's my jam. So I'm black. When I... I love here again. Here, here come Beyonce leaning in, you know, and T.S. Madison, you know, um, cozy, comfortable in my skin. I'm black. I'm black like that. Like I'm black. Like I'm black, black. Like when I think of my when I think of my yellow toned light skinned self, and some people call me beige as a slight. <laughs> I know that made somebody chuckle just then. They'd be like, girl, get your beige friend. Like, that's insulting. But no, literally, when I buy makeup, it's beige. So it's not an insult. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I am black, black. Like, I, I feel black. Like, I'm protesting black. Like, I'm getting ready to march black. Like, I'm getting ready to, you know, uh, I wore my Black Lives Matter t-shirt and my Black Lives Matter shirt. What when when it when it just started really taking off before it was popular, you know, six seven years ago, and people were looking at me like all lives matter, and people didn't really understand way before George Floyd. Like I'm 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 about that. I'm about it. About it. Black. Like I'm 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 fighting for the cause. Black. You understand what I'm saying? Like I I feel like you know a lot of people would say if I was a slave, they would I wouldn't even be able to do this and that. I I would this and that. No, you wouldn't you would be doing exactly what you're doing now. Nothing. You would be following the status quo. You can't sh you don't you you're afraid to shake people's feathers. You're afraid to speak up. You you whatever you're doing now, that's what you would be doing if you was a slave. I promise you. I'm I'm I <laughs> I promise you. I already know how I would be handling that, cause I'm black. Like I'm black, black. Like I'm, a, I'm a fight black. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know how else to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm black like that. Carson, we might put T. S. Madison's black like that in there, cause I feel that. I felt that when she said that. I'm, I felt that to my core. Like I'm black like that, right? And yes, we will talk about T. S. Madison later. And yes, I call her she. Get off your, just stop. We'll talk about that on a, at another time. So, I know because of research, right, that most African Americans, and this is African Americans, not black people who live here who are from other places in the world. Uh, and, and I feel like I need to say, just because you see a black person does not mean that this person is African American. This person can be um, from Jamaica, this person can be a person of color who is from the Dominican Republic or from Guatemala, or you know, this person can be a, a person of color from the continent of Africa, from a specific country, right? Just because someone is black and they live in America does not mean that they are African American. This is what we mean by race, this is what we mean by culture, that, that they are two different things. This is what we mean by country, <laughs> citizenship, right? Uh, uh, nationality, all of these things help to shape us and make us who we are. So knowing that African-Americans are most, mostly 
will have about 20 to 25%, maybe about 23% European blood in them. And this is European blood dating prior to the Civil War, right? So it's just in your DNA, embedded in, in, in the DNA. When I say your, um, it is embedded in the DNA of most African Americans. They will find that they are right about that 20 to 25%. That's not, that shouldn't be uncommon. Even if a person is of a darker hue, they should expect, right, a significant uh, portion of European DNA in their in their um, in their DNA results. Child, let me tell you, the way <laughs> the way Kirk Franklin broke down was broke down about his father. That's the way I was I was broke down about my results of my DNA. Of my ancestral, of my DNA.com, whatever, 23 of whatever, the DNA result. I still look at it and sit and wonder how the ham sandwich? How? How? What in the world? I mean, I literally look at these results and my heart sank and my hands began to tingle and I got teary-eyed. And I, I mean, thinking about it now makes me even feel a little bit some type of way. Friend, y'all should be leaning into your, y'all leaning in like, what, what girl, what, what? Chat. The way I am not even 50% African-American, I don't even have 50% African DNA in my body. I don't, I'm not even at 50%. Yes. Don't worry if you aren't exact here. Just do your best. Inhale one, two, three, four. Hold two, three, four, five, six, seven. And exhale two, three, four. Five, six, seven. So when I was growing up, I was a little girl and my hair was long and I was fair complected. And people would ask me, was I mixed all the time? Now I knew mixed girls. Like they real they daddy was black or their mama was black and then you know, vice versa. They had a white parent and a black parent, and their hair wasn't like mine and they were not as light as I am <laughs> you know I, I I understood that there were some differences about me even in comparison to people who are truly mixed right quote unquote um 
But I used to get so tired of that to what I just would be like, girl, I'm from Hawaii. Um, I'm from, I would just make up just like random places. No, I'm not mixed. I'm from this place. I'm from Puerto Rico. Just stop asking me because it just became so much of a bother. Um, because I'm like, why are you asking me? Am I mixed? You just saw my mama and you saw my daddy. You know I have two parents that are black. Why are you asking me if I am mixed? Like, it just, as a child, it used to bother me. Like, I would be so, like, the way people would judge how I look, right? Based upon how I look. So, they looked at my appearance and assumed that I was mixed. But in my mind, I'm like, how am I mixed? I'm black. Right? So then to have the DNA results confirm or solidify what other people were saying when they saw me, it was uh, like my world, I just was like, how? Like, what if, huh? Like, what? Like, I mean, people were looking at me and, and, and they were right.
Miss me with that. Just miss me with that. Oh, she thinks she cute. Oh, she thinks she all that. Well, what the hell am I supposed to think? Am I not supposed to think that I'm cute? Am I not supposed to think that I'm all that? Like, what? Where am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to fit in? Where am I supposed to go with this? Right? Whew. I just don't know. I, 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 I just... I, 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 I don't know. So, with all of the tumultual, <laughs> tumultuous, that's a word. What I want to say, y'all, all the hard times I had growing up and even into my adulthood, being fair complected, right? Being light skinned, being yellow, red bone, yellow, whatever, however you want to call it, right? I always was okay with it because I knew I was black. Right? So, yes, I feel as if, or felt as if, when I got these DNA results, I felt as if the carpet was tugged and, and, and moved from up underneath my feet. Like, what in the world? I understand you, Kirk Franklin. I understand what the DNA test can do. Woo! Because all the while, I might be light-skinned, but I'm black. I may be, you know, my hair may be this texture, but I'm still black. I'm black, y'all. I'm black. Well, maybe not as black as I thought that I was, right, according to the DNA. But still, on the strength of everything, I'm still black like that, right? So, so you know, the conversation of race and color and nationality how you look versus what your DNA says. All of that is 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 deep and complex, right? Um, oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you just need to know it's it's like so so somebody's asking how what is what is going on? So let's just say um my I get 50% of my DNA from my mom and I get 50% of my DNA from my dad. And each of those DNAs gave me half black and half white DNAs. Each, 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 each parent gave me half white of their 25% and 25% or maybe like 24 and 24 and 24 and 24. Something like that. <laughs> that's how. That's how, that's how I, Hate to be. Ain't that something? Shush. Now, my father is has more African DNA, right? My mom hasn't done the test yet, but we can deduce whatever is left over from her, right? But my father has more African DNA than I do. I just ended up getting, you know, it, it just ended up being what it is. Isn't that crazy how that works? But who are talking about being floored? So I don't know if the church <laughs> wants to get into these DNA tests because I'm trying to tell you, it can be messy, girl. Folks finding out it's children elsewhere. Other people that had children, folk don't know about. It's some, it's some, it's some um, stories that I have heard where, like, there's a first cousin somewhere. Like, we don't even know who this person belongs to. Like, it, like, girl, like, you got a child somewhere in Hawaii, and don't nobody even know how. How are we connected to this person? It could just be so messy. I mean, girl, you might end up finding out your father got like five children out of wedlock. And he done had like ten babies on your mama. I mean, what are you going to do at this point? I mean, it, it just is what it is. Girl, ain't that crazy? So, I don't know. I don't know. Are you Have you done a DNA? Uh, are you doing a DNA uh, ancestry test? I'm curious to see. Um, what y'all do. 
But uh, we do know this. This one thing we do know. When we get born again, this is where I start getting um, like the music. The start. This is where y'all start waving y'all hand and start, you know, rocking from side to side, right? <laughs> we get a DNA exchange. That's why they call it being born again. We get new DNA, fresh DNA, right? Shout out to Marlon Reed who preached an extensive, um, extensive lesson on the DNA exchange um, several years ago ago we get supernatural DNA so all of that changes if you get born again right but I'm still and so okay <laughs> so it's a running joke amongst my friends who know this they it it, it, it and, and they don't know that it's a sore spot because I still, I laugh at it a little bit, but it's still, you know, really, really hard uh, <laughs> to swallow. <sighs> let's, let's take a break.